When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 240 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Allison San Martin Feeney. Thank you, Allison. Thank you. Thank you, Allison. Today, we will be discussing part two of chapter 15 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Unbreakable Vow. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to promise your way through the details. <laughs> and before we begin, we have a couple of pieces of Weekly Profit news. One is really cool. And one really annoyed me. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> they both annoyed me because there's no showings anywhere in Florida for this IMAX exclusive event. But <laughs> they announced a Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore IMAX event that is actually going to be happening on April 6th. So, like, you could have seen it when the UK gets to see it. Shout out to our UK listeners. Are I'm jelly. You, are you worried about spoilers on the internet highway? Because I am. That's a uh, long way to go between one premiere and another premiere in these con- in con- these countries. Yes, like truly. I, I feel like I'm gonna have to stay off Twitter for like over a week. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> Excuse me. And probably Instagram. Yeah, just yeah, social media not- in general. It's really crappy, honestly. I don't like how far apart it is. Like, it's when has much. it ever been that far? I not that apart. I can remember. Not that I can remember. Yeah, no, I'm so, nervous. Anyway, yeah, well, I was you really should be protect yourselves out there, guys. For our U.S. <laughs> listeners, protect yourselves. Everyone yeah. go off the grid for a week. I was really, really hopeful. I was like, oh, Florida's like a big enough state that we'll get one of these IMAX events and I was like I'll drive like that'll be fine nope nowhere nowhere. there are none none solid so 
well, yeah but um check it out just go if they they are through amc theaters so if your amc has an imax in it make sure that you go and check out if tickets are available for fantastic beasts in imax on april 6th which is pretty cool but if you go don't go spoiling it for other people correct unless they yes have. be nice i actually wonder based on when this is coming out will that have already happened no okay good Whew. I was like, that'll be a pointless weekly profit. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> the next news is that there was a cover reveal today for the Secrets of Dumbledore screenplay. Now, I want to preface this with the proper amount of disappointment that I have in this because <laughs> things graphic designers say <laughs> well i'm disappointed for more than one reason i th- i guess that's what i want to say so first of all yeah this screenplay book that they are releasing is not just the screenplay it's going to be a whole culmination about the secrets of dumbledore so it's going to be like a bigger book than the screenplay which is their reasoning supposedly for changing the design of the covers which is bob's shorts because mina lima is not designing the cover for the screenplay for secrets of dumbledore so it's not going to match the other two which let me tell you there annoying factor number one annoying factor number two all it is is the freaking movie poster why can you not just have a cool Mina Lima design for Secrets of Dumbledore to match the other ones. Yeah. And to add to this, for both Fantastic Beasts and Crimes of Grindelwald, they put out an art of book, which I have always loved. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that with Secrets. It's like they're s- like, are you trying to out? like Mina Lima from this project are you what are you doing but like Mina they Lima are, they are Harry Potter design they they're it right yeah, yeah. I know no and totally I right. and the thing is is like they're still a part of Secrets of Dumbledore I mean like they designed they posted a bunch of the stuff that they've designed for this movie so like they're still employed by Warner Brothers for these films like why would you not it feels very weird to me and pointed and And on purpose i do wonder this is my only thing that i'm wondering is if they are doing this because maybe they're expecting that the sales will not be as well so they don't want to produce as many different types of books that's what i think maybe you think oh i just had a bad thought like i had a bad thought so do you want to not live with it by yourself no, I can't live with it by myself. Right. So I know. Well, okay. So we all wondered if this movie was even going to happen. A right. right. The, so that was a thing. B. This is supposed to be three of five. Um. Do you think that this is filmed in a way where if it is unsuccessful, it will have wrapped in three? Oh, I hate my life. Ooh. I'm sorry because um, they've done that with things before. Not them specifically. Right. But like, right. Like the industry. Me personally, uh, no. I I don't think that that is even a possibility. I think that... You don't think they'll tie this up with a bow where they no. can be like, okay, fine. You think it's going to have open ends like as it should? Mm-mm. As a I, third in an installment of five? They will have wanted to bill this as the final one, in my opinion. If it's going to be the last one, they're going to bill it as the last one. 
And no, what I'm saying is that they're not going to say it's the last one. No, I know. Until they crash and burn in theaters because they have there's I mean, it's no news to anybody who is probably listening to this podcast at this point and everything. We all know that there is a rift in the fandom. There's obviously things that go on with the author that have caused things to go on with um, Potter fans everywhere. And there are people who are determined to not see this movie and push that out to as many people as possible to not go and see this movie because of certain XYZ things. So it just, it makes me nervous. As somebody who goes Mm. to the theme parks, let me tell you, people do not hate this fandom. They don't hate this fandom. Enough to not, you know, create more movies out of this. I don't think so. And also, I think that the amount of money that Warner Brothers and the author has. um, Yeah. These these movies are happening. Okay. That's just me. It would have to be massively a failure for it to well, not. And then but I, and I don't think still, that'll happen. People who were still fan of fans of this Fantastic Beast franchise and in itself, um, who were also fans of Johnny Depp, and then all of that happened, and then people vowed well, he's not my Grindelwald, blah, 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 blah. I know. Um, and those people as well. So there's like there's like a lot going on. And there we is all a knew lot that. going on. We knew that. Um, it's just weird. Like, it's weird. Like, I feel weird being excited about it because, like, not everybody's excited about it. And I'm like, I know there's a lot going on, but, like, my Potter-loving heart, who needs this, like, I... I need Potter in my life. Like that's part of me. It helps me. It helps my mental health. Like obviously I podcast about it. Like you do this podcast brought me back to life after like postpartum stuff. Like I need Harry Potter. Like I need it. And some people can't relate to that. Right. And so I'm just like, I just can't everything be like, butterflies and sunshine and rainbows and then they're like you don't even go here so here we are (laughs) i feel like people thought that crimes didn't do that good and like here we are um i loved crimes so did i i mean i never understood the criticism of crimes personally and like everybody who listens to this podcast knows that at this point because i've harped on it forever and ever but like yeah you were never supposed to have answers. It's part Truly, two of five. Two like of I five. didn't, yeah. I never understood that. So like, you're supposed to have more questions. Yeah. Right. Barely anything should be answered for you. If anything at all. Yeah, totally. A thousand percent. So like, I, I do feel like the subject matter of this film is going to pull people in because of the Grindelwald Dumbledore relationship that, is um going to be talked about and i i just think that having the focus be dumbledore in this film is going to bring people back my man is good looking (laughs) 
I think that focusing, I think focusing on Dumbledore and like, again, who knows what the plan always was for all five of these films. Like maybe three was always a focus on Dumbledore, but regardless, having this movie be, um, Dumbledore as the focus was a smart move by them. Would you say they razor focused in on Dumbledore? Totally. <laughs> somebody put, I don't even know who it was, but somebody put in the Facebook group, they were like, that makes more sense to me than laser focus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I Go think on. that, I think that uh, sticking with Dumble was probably a smart decision for them. And I just, I, I really love these films. I so. truly have like no qualms with them. I hope that it does well. I'm excited. I'm really like, I'm really excited to see what they have to say about Dumbledore. So do I wish people in their personal lives were better? Sure thing. (laughs) Um, But as far as the content of the movies go, I'm, I'm pleased. I just wish I had a novel to to go with it. Like, can we write it after the fact? I mean, like I said this on my, I said this on my Instagram, but like, these movies are totally better than the Potter movies. And like, because we don't have books to tear them apart against. Yeah. Like they're totally better. (laughs) I told Marty that the other day, I was like, you know what? I go, these are really good. And I go, I hate to say it's because I don't have a book to compare it to. He goes, yeah, stop reading books. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) what are you talking about, man? No, (laughs) I just, I'm excited. And I hope that, I hope that this isn't the last one. Um, so yeah yeah i'll be sad i'm enjoying it sorry about the thought (laughs) no i mean it's a valid it's a valid thought but i think um the what is the word i'm looking for the um enthusiasm for the franchise is still present based on the overall look of people in general. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I get you. Like when I go to universal, everybody's at the wizarding world. (laughs) Like everybody's at the wizarding. It is like shoulder to shoulder anxiety inducing busy. So like there's plenty of other things that they could go and see at that park and they uh, there's more people walking around in potter merch robes everybody's got wands everybody's there everybody's in line for those rides like i don't know there's not much else to do there to be honest yeah well that's there's stuff but there's like (laughs) there's stuff but there's like just some (laughs) stuff wait till epic universe that's truly going to be a game changer for universal yeah okay um okay make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us then they will too subscribe to our channel on youtube at swish and flick podcast our tour of the harry potter new york store just went live relatively recently so if you want to check out our super in-depth tour of that store i think it's like a 30 minute long video yep no Um, corner was unsearched yeah head on over to our youtube channel 
Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SwishFlickCast. And they did just drop that new feature on Instagram where you can like add people to your favorites. So we would super duper appreciate it if you added SwishFlickCast to your favorites on Instagram. Um, if you would like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash SwishFlickCast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Speaking of the swag boxes, by the time this recording has been posted, will have been sent out. So be on the lookout for those. And then also... Again, a reminder that April 30th is the final day to sign up for the July box, which we are going to be posting (laughs) teasers to on our Instagram throughout April leading up to the 30th. Don't worry if you don't want to be spoiled. You won't have to. Um you won't have to see it. We're going to do like a carousel and put the spoiler all the way at the end of the carousel, but be on the lookout for uh, a drop of like what the theme is going to be. Like we are going to tell you if you want to know on Instagram ahead of time, ahead of time. Ah. So, sneak peeks. Thank sneak peek. you. Thank but you like more than a sneak group. peek, because like, we're gonna tell you not really a sneak peek like we're going to guess a reveal revealing the july box on our instagram if you so wish to see there will be plenty of warning 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 okay basically what i'm saying anyway Send your Potter stories, fun stuff, questions, concerns, etc. to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Okay. We made it through. <laughs> Barely. We made it through the beginning. Katie. Tiffany. I solemnly swear that this is the recap. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I wish I had my Marauder sweatshirt on. I still have a Harry Potter good. one on. You do? What are you wearing? I can't see it. It is a howler that says, go vote. Go vote. Super comfy. All right. Recap time. Christmas break is coming. Woohoo. Thank you. Look at the deer in the yard. Tiffany. Oh. Ron is celebrating early by snogging Lab Lab every chance he has. Um, Harry's really trying to be a good friend to both of them. He's getting pulled in both directions. Poor guy's in the middle. Um, Hermione does warn Harry about Ramilda Vane wanting to slip him a love potion. And we ended with Harry asking Luna to Slughorn's Christmas party, which I thought was super sweet and cool. (laughs) To be fair, I would say gross to anybody snogging. All the time. Gross. Stop. You gotta breathe sometimes. <laughs> I did not finish my summary. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm gonna wing it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to like write it as I did my notes and then yeah. I just never finished. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> So Hermione purposely drops the bomb that she's attending the party with McClagan in front of Ron. (laughs) The description of whenever they stop kissing just is so cringeworthy. It's like a plunger sound. Um, (laughs) This is why I say gross. No. 
Uh, Harry and Luna head off to Slughorn's party together amidst a group of giggling girls who just wanted to be with Harry so badly. And he said, Mm-mm, Luna, sorry. Luna thinks that Rufus Scrimger is a vampire and Harry is very confused. And then Harry gets the book deal of a lifetime and learns all the gossip (laughs) from Hermione about who she wanted to bring to make Ron angry and jealous. Now, that is where I stopped, but I know that there is more. So let's see. Harry has a conversation with Trelawney about the Grim and... Snape gets to find out that Harry is a potion master, much to uh, his surprise. And then Malfoy is caught for trying to gate crash. Okay, okay, it was great crash. <laughs> most ridiculous moment. Uh, and then this is whenever Harry follows after Snape and Malfoy and overhears their little conversation about a uh, promise that was made. Through a keyhole. Can you hear that well through a keyhole? I, I sure gen- can. I wonder I've if you've never tried it, to be honest. So I, I feel know. like places don't really have keyholes anymore. It's all like automated stuff. This is awkward, man. No, true. Like it's probably like a you know, like where you put like a giant key in to lock it or whatever. So it probably is like a large soundable <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Soundable? <laughs> Soundable? What is, is that? that? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> uh, I knew you were going to be weird. It's only the beginning. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So here we go. Harry basically tells Ron, you can say sorry. But Ron does not like the idea of saying sorry to Hermione. Then he goes, what? And get attacked by another flock of canaries? Burbombs. And he goes, what did you have to imitate her for? She laughed at my mustache. So did I. It was the stupidest thing I'd ever seen. (laughs) Like, just true friendship right here. True friendship. So Ron didn't seem to have heard him because Lavender had just arrived and she flung her arm around Ron's neck and squeezed in between them. And then I had a lovely listener reach out to us on Instagram about the pronunciation of this character's name. So I'm going to try really hard each time that I have to read it, okay? And I phonetically spelled it for myself each time. Parvathi. Parvathy is how they said that character's name should be pronounced. Mm. Okay. So I'm going with it. All right. Okay. So Parvathy is there and she was looking slightly embarrassed by her friend's behavior. We feel sorry for you. Yes. <laughs> and Harry starts up a conversation with her, just being casual and like really chill. And so Harry says, hi, how are you? You're staying at Hogwarts then. I heard your parents wanted you to leave. And she said, I managed to talk them out of it for the time being. That Katie thing really freaked them out. But there hasn't been anything since. And then there's a pause. She says, oh, hi, Hermione. And it was really awkward turtles. And I've been in moments like this before. (laughs) I've participated in moments like this before. (laughs) So Parvati and Hermione are over the top kind to each other. And Harry thought that this was really, really strange. And the ladies then discuss Slughorn's party that's tonight. 
Um, Parvati is not going because she didn't get an invite, but she would love to go because it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. And now we find out who Hermione's date is to Slughorn's party. It's Cormac McLaggen. Oh, boy. McSnap. McSnap. And the next line is really, really gross. (laughs) I apologize for having to read it. Quote, there was a noise like a plunger being withdrawn from a blocked sink. And Ron (laughs) surfaced. I literally cannot. How would you make that sound? I don't know. <laughs> That's so gross. What like, were they doing? Who kisses like that? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, like, that's need, something. No. This is, Katie, yeah, that's something. Big <laughs> <laughs> dad says. That's my life. <laughs> oh my god. But like no, it's so gross. I cannot. Uh, but um, Hermione acts like she had not seen nor heard the plunger sound. <laughs> and this is a revenge like no other, to be honest. Like, this is diabolical mm. scheming on her part. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate this. This is some I pettiness that I enjoy we Sorry. we listened to this chapter together and when this happened i was like oh, <laughs> oh no it's so true it's <sighs> so true so hermione is like really laying it on thick and like putting on a show for everybody now she goes oh yes didn't you know said hermione with the most unhermione ish giggle <laughs> no said parthy looking positively agog at this piece of gossip i'm sure she loves this though this is some good tea wow you really like your quidditch players don't you first crumb then mclagan i like really good quidditch players hermione corrected her still smiling well see you gotta get ready for the party oh like it's oh. so over the top fake but she knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> oh man. I'm Ron deserves it. I'm actually very much here for this. <laughs> yeah, I like, think I'm on Hermione's side. <laughs> I'm very much here for this. Um, so Parvathy and Lavender have something to talk about, and so they put their heads together and discuss all the things basically that they've ever heard about McLagan and all the things that they've ever guessed about Hermione. You can imagine how that conversation goes. And so Harry then arrives in the entrance at eight o'clock that night and he finds a large group of girls lurking around there and all of them were staring at him resentfully when he approaches Luna. And so Luna was wearing spangled silver robes that the other girls were giggling at. And so she had left her radish earrings, butterbeer cork necklace, and her specter specs at home. And for that, Harry is grateful. But I was confused as to why the girls were laughing. Yeah. So I literally Googled the question. The, like, why did they giggle at Luna? The dress in the movie is awesome. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And so this person on Reddit said, why did they giggle at Luna's spangled robes? Um, this is from, oh, that person deleted their thing, but it was from five years ago, <laughs> regardless. 
So I was listening to Slughorn's party in the Half-Blood Prince today when Harry meets Luna for the party. She described as wearing a set of silver spangled robes that were attracting a certain amount of giggles from watching girls, but otherwise looked quite nice. I looked up spangled, and it's just another word for sequins. In the muggle world, a sequined evening gown is perfectly normal, though perhaps a bit too much for a high school Christmas party, so why were the girls giggling at Luna's robes? And spangled, apparently this person, Polly juice 22 said spangled means sequined but in a way that might be thought of as gaudy at least that's how i've heard it used in the uk gosh taylor swift uses that word in a in a song sorry oh gosh 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 oh that one about uh the chick in the house and the thing (laughs) yes (laughs) so you know what i'm talking about (laughs) I know the song. Like, I, I probably could sing along with the lyrics. Give me the lyrics. Now I'm annoyed. It's the next great American dynasty, right? That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See? I know. The I chick know with Taylor the Taylor Swift stuff. <laughs> Poorly, but I know it. I'm proud of you still. Oh, thank you. What is the lyric? It says, the wedding was charming if a little gauche. If a little gauche. Yeah. <laughs> Teaching me new vocab. If a little gauche. Yeah, see? I know stuff. Mm-hmm. There's Rip only so me. far new money goes. Yeah. Okay. So the party is in Slughorn's office. And the way that it's like described and the amount of people, I was like, holy moly, is your office like honestly that large? And then Harry, I think, thinks the same thing. Um, he did say he wanted so he the wonders, old the the better office. He says that to Dumbledore, doesn't he? Not the water closet he had before. Water closet. Um. So they head up the marble stairs, and Harry asks her if um she'd heard that there is a vampire coming to the party, and Luna responded with, "Oh, you know, Rufus uh, Scrimger, <laughs> aka Scrimger Scrub- United." <laughs> and he goes, "I what?" And he's like. <laughs> He's disconcerted and she goes, you mean the minister? He goes, you mean the minister of magic? Yes, he's a vampire, said Luna Matter, exactly. <laughs> Father wrote a very long article about it when, Sc- almost said Scrooge Man, <laughs> when Scrimgeour took, first took over um, from Cornelius Fudge, but he was forced not to publish by someone from the ministry. Obviously, they didn't want the truth to get out. And Harry thinks that this is pretty unlikely um, that Scrooge Mirror united as a vampire. Because um, he's used to Luna and her dad doing stuff like this and saying things like this. So he just doesn't respond. Which is probably the best choice. Because I feel like Luna would fight him tooth and nail on the fact that, yes, he is a vampire. <laughs> because this Man, is her. If I'd have remembered that, we could have put some vamp stuff in the, the box. Some vamp stuff? Just put some glitter in there and call it a day. <laughs> Um, so they approached Slughorn's office and they could hear laughter and music and loud conversation with every step. And here's where Harry was talking about the size of this office. So, quote, whether it had been built that way or because he had used magical trickery. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Trickery. Trickery. Magical trickery to make it so Slughorn's office was much larger than the usual teacher's study. The ceiling and the walls had been draped with emerald, crimson, and gold. 
hanging so that it looked as though they were all inside a vast tent. The room was crowded and stuffy and bathed in red light cast by an ornate golden lamp dangling from the center of the ceiling, which in which real fairies were fluttering. All I can think of is... <laughs> Akatar! <laughs> <laughs> that poison that there were Illyrians <laughs> fluttering around. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, I should stop. Are they freshly <laughs> caught fairies? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, each brilliant, each a brilliant spe- speck of light, loud singing accompanied by what sounded like mandolins, issued from a distant corner. A haze of pipe smoke hung over several several elderly warlocks deep in conversation. And a number of house elves were negotiating their way squeakily through the forest of knees, obscured by heavy silver platters of food they were bearing, so that they looked like little roving tables. <laughs> little, little guys. Um, so, as soon as they're in the office, Slughorn approaches him. And this does not surprise me in the slightest, because he's Slughorn's crown jewel, so to say, at this party. So... The golden child shows up and he immediately wants to introduce Harry to the other people who are at the party. And Slughorn is looking top notch. Okay. So he's wearing a tasseled velvet hat that matched his smoking jacket. And he's super fancy. I'm sure his pinky is out. Pinky. Because when in doubt, pinky, pinky. out. <laughs> And so he guides Harry, and Harry, acting fast, snatches onto Luna and takes her with him because he's like, I'm not going to be left alone to bear this by myself. And so then Harry met Eldred Warple, who was a former student of Slughorn's and is the author of the book Blood Brothers, My Life Amongst the Vampires. And he is accompanied by his friend Sanguini, right? Sanguini. Uh, Alfredo Sanguini, as in, in Ratatouille with Remy. That's Linguini, I know, Katie. I know. Katie, Katie. Um, this book is by Eldred Warple. <laughs> no, but it says like Stephanie it's a magic <laughs> zoology book. <laughs> Sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> so it's just about his experiences living with vampires. That's all I have. Sorry. There's not more information on that. Better hang on tight, thing. spider monkey. I hate that for everyone in the world. There's a picture of Sanguini <laughs> on the wiki if you'd like to see. I would love to. Hold on. A non-sparkling vampire. Um, a male vampire who attended the Slug Club Christmas party in that Harry's sixth like year. <laughs> Lies and treachery. That doesn't look like Edward. <laughs> He's not hot. <laughs> I really want to go see Batman and wear a Hufflepuff shirt so bad. Oh, I didn't even think about you that. Should. I'll do it. You should. Anyway, so he's tall, emaciated, and has dark shadows under his eyes. Typical. 
and looks bored at the party until a nearby group of girls attracts his attention and he's thinking uh that's food good so, snack yep <laughs> anyways uh sanguini most likely originates from the latin word something sanguinius Sanguinous. I thought you just said something. <laughs> something. <laughs> Meaning of blood, bloody, blood colored, or bloodthirsty in reference to his being a vampire. And so, yeah, there you go. You're Sweet. Welcome. So, Warpole is very excited to meet Harry and he shakes his hand enthusiastically. Sanguini is like, Obviously, I just read this tall and emaciated with dark shadows under his eyes, and he looks very bored until he notices the gaggle of girls. And so Warple says, Harry Potter, I'm simply delighted. And he's peering short-sightedly up into Harry's face. He's shorter. I was saying to Professor Slughorn only the other day, where is the biography of Harry Potter for which we have all been waiting? The biography? He's 16. <laughs> A lot has happened in those years, I Katie. Know, I guess. But... Part one. Yeah, part one. Of how many? Not sure. Uh, so Harry does his very famous, er, <laughs> were you? Uh, Warple calls Harry modest, just as Horace described. And then he offers to write it himself. He's like, Harry, my boy, people are craving to know more about you. He tells him if he could just give him a few interviews, you know, a couple four or five hour sessions, he could have the book finished in months, all with very little effort on his part. And this just makes me remember Rita Skeeter in her little quill. And I'm sure that's what Harry's thinking, too, because he says, nope, and then just leaves with Luna. Um, it'd be called Harry Potter Ghosts of My Past. The Ghosts of My Shut Past. Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so he catches up to Hermione because he sees a, I think it's described as like a wisp of brown hair, just wisp. Yeah. Anyway, Hermione looks disheveled, as though she's just fought her way out of a thicket of devil's snare, and Hermione says to him. Oh, I've just escaped. I mean, I've just left Cormac under the mistletoe. <laughs> Does that mean they were smooching? No, I think he wanted to and ah, she escaped. Okay. That's my guess. I was going to say, I hope, I know she doesn't want to, so I hope she didn't. Yeah. So Harry scolds her and is like, serves you right for coming with him. <laughs> but honestly, like my heart breaks a bit for Hermione here. Because she says, I thought he'd annoy Ron the most. She said dispassionately, which means because I did have to look that up because, you know, I'm not going to lie when I know a word and don't know. Right. It means in an unemotional, rational and impartial manner. So I think that she's just kind of like. It's almost like she's a little numb to like. Ron's Bob's shorts. Maybe that's just how she's trying to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. It just make it makes me sad. Yeah. Um so then she says, I debated for a while about Zachariah Smith, but I thought on the whole, and <laughs> Harry is revolted here. And <laughs> then Z <laughs> <she, laughs> <laughs> Smith in the house. <laughs> um 
Hermione tells him that she wishes that she would have chosen Zachariah Smith, though, because Cormac is making Grop look like a gentleman. Oof. Yes. Um, so they move for a better vantage point in case Cormac comes nearby. And I love how Hermione's like, he's tall. Like, we'll see him coming, but we just have to move over here. Uh, so they stop without realizing, however next to professor trelawney and lunas is high and professor trelawney says that she hasn't seen her in her classes and luna says that she has friends this year and that makes trelawney a bit angry and she goes oh you know what i was gonna look up what this is like what is dobbin it's dobby's brother oh my god oh okay a dobbin is a pet name for a draft horse or a farm horse so that's not okay i have words i have words hold on she says or dobbin as i prefer to think of him you would have thought would you not that now i'm returned to the school professor dumbledore might have got rid of the horse but no we share classes it's an insult frankly an insult do you know okay but like this is racist am i right yeah yeah he is a being so this annoys me majorly as aubrey said that's a centaur slur yes absolutely um so not okay absolutely not okay nope that sucks um and i had honestly i'd never caught that no in any reread um so yeah can you that would be so insulting yeah called the horse that's i mean that's like umbrage stuff yes like that's something that she would say like totally not okay absolutely bigoted absolutely racist like i'm not here for this nope Mm -hmm. um so harry takes this opportunity to speak with hermione though while luna and trelawney are preoccupied and he asks if she's planning on telling ron that she interfered with keeper tryouts because he thinks that this game that they're playing is like levels of petty is what I'm, you know, getting. Is that a game? Between game Ron and Hermione, it is. Um, Did you make that up? Or is that like an internet thing? What? Levels I just made that petty. up. I made that up, I think. <laughs> Tiffany. Turn that into a board game. <laughs> <laughs> levels of petty. Um, like shoots and ladders. but. <laughs> that would be hilarious um so he thinks that they are playing this game that i made up and um he just wants to make sure basically that hermione's not going to quote stoop that low which honestly is annoying because again i feel like this is really a ron issue not a hermione issue like absolutely he should be talking to ron not hermione um however i do think that he goes to hermione because he thinks that he has a better chance of actually having a conversation with her about this whereas like like she's more level-headed i don't know anyway i feel bad for hermione though because like realistically this conversation should have never happened with her he should be having this conversation with ron so she raises her eyebrows at him like in surprise and she's like do you really think i'd stoop that low and harry looks at her shrewdly hermione if you can ask out mcclagan and she goes that's 
there's a difference. I've got no plans to tell Ron anything about what might or might not have happened at Keeper tryouts. And Harry just says good because that'll make Ron fall apart. But this makes Hermione Mm -hmm. upset because like, again, Harry is focused at this moment in time on Quidditch instead of his best friend's relationship and I think I think he's also like trying to stay as neutral as he can. Yeah. And he doesn't want to ruffle like literally anybody's feathers, canaries aside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like truly. And also Harry looked at her shrewdly. <laughs> Is that the Horcrux? Oh, <laughs> you my mean God. Harry looked at her shrewdly? Oh, no, no. Hermione looked. Wait, what? <gasps> no, I said Harry looked at her shrewdly. I read your line. You said Hermione. Did I? We can go. Did I? I swear you did. Anyway. Because I don't know what I said. But anyways, that's the Horcrux. You're welcome. <laughs> I like that. Um, so he, she then goes and says, Quidditch, is that all boys care about? Cormac hasn't asked me one single question about myself. No, I've just been traded to a hundred great saves made by Cormac McLaggen nonstop ever since. Oh, no, here he comes. And she was gone. Also, apparently you said Harry. I totally heard Hermione, but whatever. You can suck it. <laughs> um, so Cormac comes up to Harry at that moment and asks if he's seen Hermione. And Harry's just like, mm, nope. <laughs> and then immediately just like turns to join the conversation with Luna and Trelawney to like not have anything to do with Cormac. Um, Tre- Cormac. Cormac. What? Cormac. <laughs> Seasoning. <laughs> oh my god so trelawney is like harry potter my dear boy the rumors the The stories (laughs) the chosen one of course i've known for a very long time the omens were never good harry they were never good but why have you not returned to divination for you of all people the subject is of utmost importance such a treat! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter! Harry Potter! Boy. Harry Potter. The rumors! The stories! <laughs> I'd like oh, to see so Trelawney good. and um, Aunt Muriel talk. Oh my. Yes, that great. would be a treat. <sighs> so she is of course referring to the Grimm. And it is an omen of death. It is seen. Let me see. She sees it in Harry's tea leaves. She sees it. Or she thinks that he sees it in the uh, crystal ball, right? I think this is a Sybil problem. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, she's not wrong. Well, I mean, that's easy to say about Harry Potter. (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> but also was she just seeing like a big old dog because that's or also a not wrong of tea leaves we don't know right are those teeth and ears i have no idea it's the grim <laughs> not the grin you idiot the grim so so slughorn now slides his way into the conversation and goes Slugged ah. over Huh, how should I do Slughorn? It's ah. gonna be like boisterous and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sybil! 
We all think our subject's most important, <laughs> but I don't think I've ever known such a natural at potions. Instinctive, you know, like his mother. <laughs> I've only ever taught a few with this kind of ability. I can tell you that, Sybil. Why, even Severus. <laughs> I love that you broke. I love that you broke. This is like SNL. You just wait for them to break characters. So good. And here comes Snape Snape suddenly. Looking Snape rather Snape. displeased to be there, I'm sure. Mm. I'm you don't like teenage Christmas up. parties? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, so Snape, uh, he's suddenly there. Slughorn starts bragging to him, saying that he must have taught Harry something since he was his teacher for five years. And Snape goes, funny. <laughs> I never had the impression that I managed to teach Potter anything at all. <laughs> well, that says something about you then, sir. Right? Right? <laughs> I truly, truly. And funny. Slughorn goes, natural ability. <laughs> he then just ran that. out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> he then tells him about his first lesson he brewed a perfect draft of living death he's never had a student produce finer on a first attempt not even you severus because we got your note baby <laughs> <laughs> we got your adjustment because i'm guessing snape's first attempt was the rules and then he was like mm, i'm gonna make this better and then guess what harry made it better for him so win <laughs> snape clearly doesn't believe any of this and then slughorn asks remind me what are the subjects you're taking harry and i think harry's naming these off he goes defense charms transfiguration herbology all the subjects required in short for an aura said snape yeah, well, that's what I'd like to do, said Harry defiantly. <laughs> <laughs> and what Snape brings out in Harry just makes me chuckle, like, literally every time. It is uh, hilarious. Um, so Slughorn booms that he'll make a great one, too. And Luna says she doesn't think Harry should be an Auror. <laughs> Thanks, I mean, Luna. I'm on team Luna, though. I think he should be a teacher. Yeah, he totally should be a teacher. Uh, she goes, they're part of the Rotfang conspiracy. They're working on bringing down the ministry from within using a combination of dark magic and gum disease. But where's the lie? <laughs> you okay, know? the ministry crumbles from within. We don't know if it's because of people's gums or not. I don't know. You don't know. So it is supposedly a secret movement. Mm. How do you say this? Purported? Purported? I don't know. I can't see it yet. P-U-R-P-O-R-T-E-D. Purported? Purported? Sure. Uh, to exist within the Ministry of Magic in London, whose goal it was to bring down the said institution through a combination of dark magic and gum disease, Xenophilius Lovegood, the editor of The Quibbler, as well as his daughter Luna, subscribed to this conspiracy theory, believing that there were a number of disaffected ministry officials among them that have banded together and conspired to destroy the wizarding governing body from within starting with their mouths listen don't underestimate gum disease because when you have sensitive gums could wreck your day for many a days yeah treat your gums nice get this though behind the scenes as mm. most of Xenophilius and Luna's beliefs are considered to be far-fetched by the wizarding world in general. It is unknown if there is any such conspiracy. Still, 
It's worth noting that the former was correct about the existence of the Deathly Hallows and that there was indeed a nefarious cabal of dark wizards thought to have infiltrated the ministry years earlier that was known by the initial R. Rotfang R. Mm. Could be. I'm here for this theory. I'll go with it. <laughs> I mean, nefarious no. Kabul. Thanks, Mia. Nefarious? Mia Linguini. Nef- nefa- oh, nefarious. I guess... Kabul. Kabul. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Kabul. Butchered that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Aubrey! Aubrey, <laughs> got gum disease? Maybe it's time to think about breaking down the gum. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, okay, so Harry starts to laugh, and mead comes out of his nose because he thinks that this is just the best thing ever. Oh, we're drinking now, are we? Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess so. And mm-hmm. he thinks that this is exactly why it was the best idea to bring Luna. And as if things couldn't get better for Harry, Malfoy's being dragged in by Filch by oh, the ear. Yeah, can we stop? Harry was drinking mead. All they were serving mead, like they, yeah, they're like him, Hermione, and Luna all grabbed mead. Yeah, my mouth is open. I have to show. like, I, okay, <laughs> okay, Wizarding World. If that's what you're doing, I guess we don't know like a legal drinking age for them. We know the adult age. I don't know. I think that. I mean. For, Correct me if what I'm are, wrong, but I think in the UK? that is it 18 in the UK or is it younger? Maybe it's younger. I don't, I don't know. Let's let's use the internet. Highway 16. To 16. Beer 16. and wine with food in the UK is oh, legal. With food, okay. Does does mead count? I mean, it is beer and veen. I would. What is mead? It's honey. Exactly. Mead is so good. It's considered wine, I I guess. So wine. yeah. So yeah. All right. If it's legal, I'll keep my mouth shut. All right. Felch. Legal as a beagle. <clears throat> hey, Katie. I discovered this boy lurking in an upstairs corridor. He claims to have been invited to your party and to have been delayed in setting out. Did you issue him with an invitation? I wish you could all see Mike's face right now. She looks like her eyes got all <laughs> It's because they're watering, because this is I'm what sure happens. They are. Every time this. you sing or do voices. Yeah. So Malfoy's angry. He goes, all right. I wasn't invited. I was just trying to gate crash. Happy? <laughs> and Filch says, no, I'm not. No, Bob. You're in not. trouble, you are. Didn't the headmaster say the nighttime prowling's out unless you've got permission, didn't he, eh? Surprised at this. They seem like two little peas in a pod, but I feel like Felch needs like. Well, now that Umbridge is gone, out. yeah, he's all maybe he's all he's upset. like. <laughs> yeah, I don't like you anymore. You're not on the in Squiz Squad, Squiz Squad. Squiz. I don't Katie, know. I'm not sure what you're gonna do to follow any of that up. I literally can't. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just gonna be the letdown at the end of the episode. Oh my god! Now, man, no, you'll say some weird stuff. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'll just make it all awkward. That's what I do. <laughs> um, okay. So Slughorn tries to calm down the situation. He's also had quite a bit of mead. It's like, it's all right. It's all right. It's Christmas. It's not a crime to want to come to a party. Just this once, forget the punishment. He says, you may stay, Draco. 
Filters. What a little pushover. Let me just say. Who slugged He wasn't invited. Kick his butt out. <laughs> just saying. Uh, not even your pal Draco. He's not my pal. Your pal is Slughorn. I feel like you two are kindred spirits. I today. do like Slughorn. Mm. But he's wrong here. What did I fine. call him? Snail trumpet? Feels like forever ago. What? Snail trumpet. Was that a thing? I think Sarah said that. No, I said that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't I don't want to take that from you. <laughs> That's my awkward moment. Your, your snail trumpet <laughs> moment. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I don't remember that. That's good. I like that. Katie. Mollusk tuba. Mike P. Oh, I, I love, love that. that. Mollusk tuba. <laughs> so there's a sea cucumber and a mollusk. The sea cucumber walks up. Well, he doesn't walk up. Well, he he really, swims really up. Walk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Syme said, wait a two, Katie's horn, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Filch is outraged, disappointed, obviously, because he wants to see his punishment. You know, that's what he loves. Yes! <laughs> and Harry... He murdered my cat. <laughs> you gotta do, like, the half-lip when you do Filch. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Anyway, Filch is upset. And Harry's watching Draco, and he notices he seems to look just as unhappy as Filch. And then he goes and looks at Snape, and Snape's looking at Malfoy, and he seems angry and a little afraid. And as soon as Harry notices all of this, which is like one of those moments, like, it's kind of crazy when you stop and think that your brain can register things so fast. Oh, I've had full-on conversations in two seconds in my head. Right, in a millisecond. Especially, like, when something crazy is happening and, like, everything just, like, flies through your head. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So almost as soon as Har- Harry registered this, Malfoy composed his face into a smile. He looks normal. He's thinking Slughorn for his generosity. And Snape again is, like, his face goes back to just inscrutable. So Slughorn waves away Malfoy's thanks, says, it's nothing. I did know your grandfather after all. So, like, now he's all buddy-buddy with him. Um, and Malfoy starts schmoozing and tells him that his grandfather did speak highly of him and said he was the best potion maker he'd ever known. Mm. So Harry's staring at Malfoy, not because he's sucking up the Slughorn. Quote, he had watched Malfoy do that to Snape for a long time. Um, but because Malfoy actually did look a little bit ill. So in the previous Quidditch match, Malfoy wasn't there and Harry was told it was because he was out sick and Harry's like, I don't know if I believe that. And now he does actually look a bit sick. Um, He mentions this is the first time he had seen Malfoy up close for a really long time. And he could see there's dark shadows under his eyes. There's a grayish tinge to his skin. Is he a vampire? I'm just going to put that out there. I mean, you know what? Maybe. I mean, we talked about sanguine this looking very similar Mm -hmm. i'm just saying did he get bit i don't know maybe that's part of his initiation to be a a de you know yep yeah (laughs) um so then snape tells draco he's like i would like a word with you and slughorn's like oh snape it's christmas don't be too hard on him 
and Snape gets real snippy. And he's like, I miss head of house and I'll decide how to handle him. So he tells Draco to follow him and Malfoy looks resentful, which is strange. And Harry mentions this later. Mm-hmm. Like Malfoy has always respected Snape, has always seemed to even like like Snape. And now all of a sudden resentful. It's very weird mm-hmm. coming from like Harry's perspective, not knowing what we know. Right. As the reader. But like this is strange because he's always been like a brown noser, basically, like sucking up to Snape all the time. Right. So Harry, of course, immediately makes an excuse to Luna. Gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be back in a little bit. Because he's got to duck out of the party, put on his visibility cloak, and try and figure out where these two went. Um, Lucky for him, the corridor's deserted, so that was pretty easy. So he goes flying down the corridor, trying to find them, pressing his ear to door, door after door, and then he finally hears voices in the last classroom through the keyhole that we talked about earlier. So a lot of this, like, I didn't want to paraphrase their conversation because it's important and that just didn't feel like it would be doing it justice. So I'm probably going to be doing a lot of read from book. So he kind of stumbles into Snape mid-sentence and he's saying, cannot afford mistakes, Draco, because if you are expelled, I didn't have anything to do with it. All right. I hope you are telling the truth because it was both clumsy and foolish. Already you are suspected of having a hand in it. Who suspects me, said Malfoy angrily. For the last time, I didn't do it, okay? That bell girl must have had an enemy no one knows about. Don't look at me like that. I know what you're doing. I'm not stupid, but it won't work. I can stop you. There was a pause, and then Snape said quietly, Ah, Aunt Bellatrix has been teaching you acclimacy, I see. What thoughts are you trying to conceal from your master, Draco? I'm not trying to conceal anything from him. I just don't want you butting in. So this is interesting. Because Snape clearly just tried to, you know, sneak into Draco's mind. And Draco could block him, which is kind of crazy also because Snape is a very good Legilimens. Yeah. But, like, that also has to make Malfoy feel um, like he can't trust Snape because Snape tries to use that against him. Like, tries to figure out what's going on in his head and, you know, even says, oh, you've been doing blah, 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 blah with aunt bellatrix so like you're just gonna try and break into my mind right yeah i think that this is also pretty clear here that bellatrix still doesn't trust snape for sure for sure because you know that's the only reason why she's not the only reason but like she's teaching him yeah to make sure that snape can't get any further yeah also so obviously Bellatrix was in the room where it happened, right? When the Umbrego mm-hmm. vow went down. The room mm-hmm. where so since she doesn't trust him, I can totally see her like even framing Snape as the bad guy to Draco being like, look, you actually can't trust him like you thought you could. Like, I don't trust him. I don't think he's on the right side. And then feeding him this and helping him with legitimacy. I never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. Also, Aunt Bellatrix is weird. That's weird. Oh, I'm not here for that. Mm-hmm. Um. So Harry wonders, like, what, what could have happened to make Malfoy speak to Snape like this? Like I just said before, like any other time, Malfoy had only shown Snape respect. So Snape asks if that's why Draco has been avoiding him all term because he feared his interference. 
And he's like, do you realize if anyone else failed to come to my office when I repeatedly told them to be there and Draco cuts him off? He's like, put me in the tension then report me to Dumbledore, which would probably help Draco because then he would like be with Dumbledore who he's supposed to murder. No big deal. Um, So there's a pause and Snape tells Draco, like, you know, perfectly well, I don't want to do either of those things. Um, So then back to the book. You better stop telling me to come to your office then. Listen to me, said Snape, his voice so low now that Harry had to push his ear very hard against the keyhole to hear. I'm trying to help you. I swore to your mother I would protect you. I made the unbreakable vow, Draco. Looks like you'll have to break it then because I don't need your protection. It's my job. He gave it to me and I'm doing it. I've got a plan and it's going to work. It's just taking a bit longer than I thought it would. What is your plan? It's none of your business. If you tell me what you're trying to do, I can assist you. I've got all the assistance I need, thanks. I'm not alone. This is uh, a little bit of a dig. You were certainly alone tonight, which was foolish in the extreme, wandering the corridors without lookouts or back out. Lookouts or back up. <laughs> these, back are, up. <laughs> these are elementary mistakes. I would have had Crab and Goyle with me if you hadn't put them in detention. Keep your voice down, spat Snape, for Malfoy's voice had risen excitedly. If your friends is that the, are those the only two that people that he has like quote on his side, or is he talking about like Bellatrix, Benrear? I think Crow. he I think he is talking about Bellatrix. He later and, goes on to Crow. talk about how he has better people on his side. Oh, better people. Yeah. Understood. Okay, so those are the better people. Yeah. Because he doesn't give two hoots about Crab and Goyle. Nope. Like, no, he, he really doesn't. I feel like he only really like cares during like the fiend fire uh, extravaganza, and he does feel bad that crab died because he's like kind of crying, right. right? As they crash into the wall afterwards, and he's like crab, and Ron very nicely says he's dead. <laughs> so right, like that's the only moment where I really feel like Malfoy actually like gave a hoot. Right, because you know? he's not he's not a killer. Dumbledore says no. that. He's not. So like he's not having someone die kind of because of what you're involved in, like he he's not gonna feel good about that. He's not that type Granted, of person. Crab did that. Yes. So. Yeah, Crab. Yeah. Yeah, caused that. Not a good move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Snape continues and said, if your friends Crab and Goyle intend to pass their defense against the Dark Arts OWL this time around, they will need to work a little harder than they are doing at the present. And then Malfoy cuts him off and says, what does it matter? Defense against the Dark Arts. It's all just a joke, isn't it? An act like any of us need protecting against the Dark Arts. It is an act that is crucial to success, Draco, said Snape. Where do you think I would have been all these years if I had not known how to act? So Snape tells him, listen to me, you're being reckless, wandering around at night, you're getting caught, you're placing your reliance on the hands of people like Crab and Goyle, which, whew, that's the dig I thought it came later than I thought it did. Which, I mean, uh, they're clearly not very good students, we just found out that they didn't pass their D-A-D-A-O-W-L, um, but still. And Malfoy's like, those aren't the only people I have on my side, I have better people and snape's like just why don't you confide in me and draco says i know what you're up to you want to steal my glory Ugh. yeah 
There's another pause, and then Snape very coldly says, You're speaking like a child. I quite understand that your father's capture and imprisonment has upset you, but... That strikes a nerve, obviously. Harry hardly has any time before he hears Malfoy's footsteps on the other side of the door. He just flings himself out of the way before the door bursts open and Malfoy strides out. If Snape was trying to help him, I mean... Snape's not really like a let's talk about our emotion guy, you know, so he probably didn't approach that quite the way he should have if he was trying to be a confidant for Malfoy. Um, but, you know, and it said that Harley, Harley, Harry hardly dared to breathe, staying put when Snape came out of the classroom. His expression is unfathomable and he returns to the party after that wonderful exchange he had and harry just honestly stayed there his mind racing he doesn't even know what an unbreakable vow is at this point it's kind of crazy that ron explains it to him later so can't break an unbreakable vow (laughs) i gathered that one (laughs) and that's that's uh that's the end of the chapter heavy stuff we went from rot fang to unbreakable vows yeah, that last couple pages, man, got intense. It got, it got really serious after <sighs> Megan's whole thing. <laughs> it got real severus. That's why I did it. Truly. <clears throat> Truly. All right. Lightning bolt round. I'm ready. Mike P. asks, at that age, would you have confronted your friend to tone down the PDA if people were talking about it behind their back? I would straight up be like, don't do that in front of me. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be like, you can do what you're doing, but just like, don't do it in front of people. I specifically me. I'm people. If it was honestly bothering me that much, I'd probably, you know, sugarcoat it because that's what I do. So I'd like make it a joke and be like, yeah, if you guys are going to do that, I'm going to like go up in my room because you're gross. Okay, bye. Yeah. And then like hope they would get the hint and stop doing it. But I don't think I would. I don't think I'd be able to be like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's just not my thing. Like, no, I'm. I wish thing. I could, but I probably just wouldn't. I'd be like, hmm. I don't like the sound of that. Get your so plunger go. mouth out of here. I'm gonna go. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> you did Stop. it too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I did it too tight. Give me another one. Sive asks, "How did Hermione ask Cormac to Slughorn's Keep party?" Cormac, listen. All I hear is McCormick spices. <laughs> He'd be the worst. What's the worst spice? Also, you what may do an impression worst? of it if you will. How what does is she? Her- how does Hermione him? ask? Yeah, do you think? I think Hermione asks him. Don't you think? For sure. Sup, bro? You wanna go? To the ball. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did the Fred or George. I can't remember which one does that. Um, I don't know. I feel like she would be just really like chill about it and just be like, "You want to go to Slughorn's Christmas party?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, can I eat some Dragon Balls there?" <laughs> what am I eating, by the way? Uh, Dragon Balls. Really? I think she would have been just very like proper about it. Gone up to him and been like, "Hi, Cormac." Cormac, with a canary. would you like to go to Slughorn's Cormac. party with me? 
You think like he would have been like, yeah, and try to like have a conversation. She'd be like, okay, bye. Yeah, yes, she'd be like, absolutely. See you later. I gotta go. I yeah, gotta go for sure. I gotta go study. Oh boy. Uh, let's see. I'm looking up McCormick's. Uh, see if they got like a tagline here. KDK, quick answers. Quick answers. Are we ready? Okay, okay. I'm ready. Who would you take between McLagan, Ernie Mac, or Zach Smith? Oh, that's mean. That's a mean question. Oh, I think I would take McLagan. Yeah, probably McLagan. I would take Zach the Smith. The other two just seem like so Debbie's, mean. and I feel like at least like with spices, I could have like maybe a good time <laughs> and some laughs. Spices. The only reason I would bring Zach Smith is so that we would walk in and be like, mur, 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 we're here. <laughs> McCormick. 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 Like a McCormick. McCormick that I'm finding. McLagan. Tastes so good. <gasps> they do have a whole section of um flavors for Ramadan. So that's cool. That's on their main page. Oh, their purpose is to stand together for the future of flavor. I love that so for them. The the future of flavor. Love that McCormick. journey for them. <laughs> All right, give me another one. Morgan, if you were in charge of the menu at Slughorn's mm-hmm. party, what would you serve? Dragon Balls all day. I was going to say Dragon Balls Z. <laughs> um, phenomenal Finger Foods. Name that movie. Uh, I like cream puffs, man. If somebody had a tray of cream puffs rolling around. In the in the forest of knees or whatever the author wrote for the house elves, that'd be great. I like cream puffs. I like bacon wrapped anything, except for seafood. Um, maybe some jalapeno poppers. I'm very Ooh. into spicy foods right now. This baby loves z spice. You Just should go get. Foods. Give me some. Apps, you should go man. get potato teasers from the new Swensons that just opened by you. Oh, those What's are a potato good. teaser. It's potatoes, cheese, and jalapenos. That's it. Fried. It's a wonderful little, little tease for your dip it in some ranch. Mm. Taste buds. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know about ranch. Okay, we'll dip it in whatever you want, but go get them, Tiffany. Well, what else would you dip that in? Ketchup. Megan. Hot sauce. Yeah, ketchup would be Jalapeno good. Pretty good. In hot sauce. Yeah, spicy mayo. Like ketchup. I'll go with the spicy mayo. Um. Just go get it. I feel about Swenson's. And I know that like I'm not in the majority on this, but like. Have you had it there or did you get it as takeout? No, I had it there. I like their milkshakes. Which Swenson's did you go to? (laughs) Is there one in Independence? Seven Hills. Yeah, that one's not good. Absolutely not. Mm -mm, Oh, mm -mm, ma'am. Okay. I'm so sorry. I apologize. (laughs) Okay. Well, where am I supposed to go? There's a new one in Brooklyn. Try it. There's one in Brooklyn? Yep, just, just opened. opened. Like when just opened? Like a couple weeks. Mm. Like fresh. Oh, sh- that's fresh. Potato okay. teasers. All right, I will tell Martinius Omelie. Try them. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would have potato teasers at Slughorn's party. <laughs> I would also probably have Mally's chocolates. Um, And... What else? I would have butterbeer pot de creme 
little butterbeer desserts. Pot de creme. I would have. Even though little... I didn't really love those at the Wizarding World, but I would think that they would be do them better at Hogwarts. I've had little cups of honey hot ice cream, and when you picked up the cup, it'd be whatever flavor you wanted it to be at that time. I love that. Yeah. Oh, man, I miss Honey Hut. Me too. It's in my freezer right now. You know I what? hate you. <laughs> 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 All right, Vinny. I feel like we haven't had a question from Vinny in a long time. Okay. Uh, Vinny. Do you think part of the familiarity between Harry and Luna is in part because both of them know what it feels like to be an outcast and their shared experience with death in their family? Yes. Truthfully, yes. Truthfully, I yes, I agree. I don't know what you said because you've said it so fast. And I was still on the ranch thing. <laughs> so what are Harry what? and Luna like? Are they connected and good friends because they share being outcasts and they share like experiences in death? Yeah, they have that connection. I mean, we we see that in five when he feels like he can talk to her and like she's the only one that he really even chats with you know yeah marguerite if mccormack mccormick was a spice or food what would he be i think he'd be a good montreal steak seasoning what <laughs> why that's too good <laughs> That is pretty good. You're right. I don't know. It was the first blend that came to mind. <laughs> seems, I think, seems beefy. <laughs> I'm looking up lists of McCormick. No, I know. He's Spices. better than bouillon beef flavor. I think he'd be like a one sheet pan sort of mix. Like he's like a one and done. Oh, I like that. I think he'd be. Uh... <laughs> Where you throw away the tin foil at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine is so cold. I think he'd be this glazed salmon and vegetables. Oh yes, that is him. Wait, are you on the McCormick website? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me get there. Let me look at these places, baby. Also, they got slow cooker sauces. Also, excuse me, McCormick the company. If you're listening, you have some really low quality images on your website, and I don't <laughs> like that. I don't like that. Katie, Contact me for Katie better quality content. Wants to fix it for you. I do. It's <laughs> it's so grainy. I don't so like that. grainy. <sighs> oh god! I think he I also know. potentially could be the one casserole pot pie seasoning. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's a little meh. Are we not giving him enough credit? We're giving him probably too nice much friend? credit. No. All right. Not. Maybe he's the beef stir fry. Uh, you could give him chicken parmesan. Meh. Uh, That's too good. You like chicken parm too much? <laughs> he would be a simple chili. Okay? Maybe the creamy simple chicken and vegetable. Chili. Simple oh chili. <laughs> He would be in the leftover turkey chowder. That is actually what that's called. <laughs> what? Oh, leftover my God. turkey chowder. No. He's so cold. I'm not here for him. Oh, so funny. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Yeah. Maybe he gets... Chelsea said... crust off your crock pot. Chelsea said he would be salt. 
<laughs> and then Mia said, salt? no, that I'm has sorry. too much salt use. delicious. I love salt. What are you talking about? I would say maybe he would be this salt-free vegetable seasoning. <laughs> there you go. He's Mrs. Dash. <gasps> Dude, yes. have you ever tried that? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's, but like, No, you it's know. not. It's not? Th- no, that stuff that we got for free that was like <gasps> salt-free seasoning. That was bad. Well, it's you know what good. I ended up doing? I just added salt. salt. No, we literally <laughs> tried just the seasoning. I know, but... Is not good. Sprinkle a little salt and it was okay. <laughs> um, that was a good one and not quick answers at all. Was that the quick answer? No, it was wasn't. Oh, no, okay. it wasn't. It wasn't. I'm mixing like them up. Failed. Kim asks, how did Slughorn just pull Snape out of thin air? I think it was just good timing. Because he's a magician. Yeah. Oh. I need to go sleep. Lynn Guini, a.k.a. Brandon, says, what would it take to get Meg to do dramatic voices throughout an entire episode? A lot. Oh, my God. Lynn Guini. <laughs> <laughs> Let me... S- no, no, no. The listeners who are not on Discord need to know the spelling. L-Y-N-N-E space last name Guini. G-W-E-E-N-Y First name Lynn. <laughs> Last, Last name, name Queenie. Queenie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Um. Oh, all right, man. let's do one more. Sure. <sighs> Kim, if you could perform legitimacy or occlumency, would you use it? I feel like legitimacy seems intrusive and not nice. Yeah. Um, so Aquamancy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, same. I would use it. I block you. Yeah. Mm. Totally. No caresses on my mind walls. Nope. No claws. Nope. Uh, any bingos? Any bingos today? I saw someone at the very beginning. Go, I know they were oh my really God, close. I only have one away. Yeah. Oh, man. But I didn't see anything about that. I didn't see one either. So that house cup. Well, going to Ravenclaw. Is it going to Ravenclaw? <laughs> I, saw, I saw Linguini say things in all caps, and I knew it was no good for the rest of us. He said about that cup, fill it with pasta. I did see an eagle today at the Natural History Museum. <gasps> it was not taxidermied. It was real. What was it? You also saw otters. Did they deliver you any messages? They did. They're so cute. They were scratching at the door waiting for their little food. Oh my god, I love that. So they put, um, at the feeding times for the otters, they put the little fish in different toys and puzzles for them so they don't get bored. Oh, my gosh. And, like, you walk down and so you can see them above water and you can see them below and then they have, like, a slide for the kids, like, right there so the kids can play. Stinking cute, you guys. So cute. I wanted to kiss them, but if I kissed them, they'd probably bite me, so... But Alana got to see the eagle poop, and she was like, why did it do that? And I was like, you got to poop when you got to poop, man. Yep. You got to go, you got to go. Yep. River otters. River otters. I didn't realize how many different types of otters there are. There are a lot. Guys, there are river otters that live in central Florida. And, like, I saw one on alive on the side of the road once. It was walking down the sidewalk. It was on the sidewalk. Like, I could not handle it. You would be the person to walk into the ER mangled and be like, I tried to get an otter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, Katie. I wanted to litter train it. (laughs) Give me the fan story. 
fan story. Okay. Oh, congratulations, Ravenclaw. Yes. Sorry. Congrats. Congratulations. We're really proud of you all. Way to go, Claws. <laughs> Showing up for the sauce. Um, and it was Peyton who was one away, and all she was waiting for was us to say Sasa, and I can't believe we didn't say that for oh, no. episode. But now it's over. I'm sorry. Okay. This fan story comes from Tammy. This is from January of 2021, which I can't believe that that's like over a year ago. That's insane. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I know. Everything's just like time is whatever. Hi, ladies. My name is Tammy and I'm 21 years old. The books came out before I was born. Stop it. (sighs) I don't want to read anymore. (laughs) The books came out before I was born and the first movies began when I was too young to watch them. I knew nobody close to me that was into Harry Potter, so I got interested in Harry Potter on my own. It was 1 a.m. on a summer night when I was about 13 or 14, and instead of deciding to go to bed, I decided to look for movies to watch on TV. I came across Harry Potter and thought, why not? And started to watch Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I immediately fell in love with it and immediately watched the rest of the movies. After I watched all the movies, I got the books, began reading them, and fell in love even more. When I sorted myself before the sorting quiz was changed, I got sorted into Gryffindor. Instead of getting excited about getting sorted into Gryffindor, I was actually upset because I identified with being a Hufflepuff more and didn't want to belong to Gryffindor, but I accepted this sorting anyway. Pause. No one has ever like vocalized that to me, and I think that's freaking awesome. It is awesome. Super cool. When, sorting, when the sorting quiz was changed, I took it again and found that I am a Slytherin and my Patronus is an Orca. I do feel more aligned with Slytherin because of my ambition, but I don't feel like I would thrive in the dungeons because of how dark it is down there. And like Megan, Mm. I hate snakes. Oh, yeah. I also visited the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Hollywood and Orlando, and my boyfriend tends to have to pull me out of there because he wants to spend time in other parts of Universal, and I don't want to leave. Tell him to go do those things by himself. (laughs) I'll be here with a butterbeer. Come (laughs) Come hang out with Betty Boop. I will be here. (laughs) Still to this day, nobody close to me can relate with my Harry Potter obsession, so I'm so lucky to have found you, ladies. I came across your podcast when I was working at a garden center. I needed to trim off some dead branches of some trees in a more secluded area of the lot in the summer of 2019 and thought how nice it would be to listen to a podcast on Harry Potter. Swish and Flick was the first Harry Harry Potter podcast I... Harry Potter Potter. Potter podcast I came across and I've been listening ever since. You ladies bring up so many interesting points and always really have me thinking. Sometimes I even talk back to the podcast when I feel like I have something to add. I try and stay behind on the podcast so that I can binge on the episodes whenever I please. I'm currently on episode 160. I've been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, so Swish and Flick always gives me comfort and security when I need it the most. When my boyfriend notices that I am struggling with my anxiety, he suggests that I listen to you all because he knows how happy Swish and Flick makes me. Aww. I love this. You ladies have brought so much light and happiness into my life, and I can't thank you enough for what you have done for me and others. Thank you for all the hard work and dedication you all put in, as well as the kindness you have all shown. I'm so sorry this was so long, and don't let the muggles get you down. It was perfectly long. We want to find Tammy and see if they're in the Facebook group. That was so sweet. Also, I can tell them they made me cry. I love just the development of your love for Harry Potter. I think it's like 
really cool that you found it and still loved it on your own because when I was growing up, I'm it was so like I avoided it because it was the thing and everyone loved it. And then I got into it. Mm-hmm. So like I had people to share it with, like my two closest friends were as obsessed as I was. And that's like what we did. So it's really cool that you just you loved it on your own and you loved it hard. And then you found us and I'm super excited. It's so sweet. You listen to it when you need to feel happy. I know. I literally just put in our Discord just like the fact that we like help people is so still out there for me. It's so wild for me to even like think about like it just makes me happy. Like Harry Potter, like I talked about at the beginning of this episode, like I need Harry Potter. Yeah. And the fact that some people might feel that way about us. I don't know. That's just it's that's so wild and it's so humbling and I love it. And I love that we're like that for people like that makes I mean, even more so doing this for me and my own mental health and having fun with my friends. And it's because I love it and I found a new passion in my life. Like that is also a driving factor to keep podcasting and keep doing what we're doing. Like sometimes it's so daunting and it feels like so much work. But like as I'm doing it, I'm like. I love this. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. That makes me yeah. feel feel the warm and fuzzies. The warm and fuzzies. So thank you, Tammy, for your story. Yes, Tammy, thank you. Did you hear about the student who failed charms? No charm done. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <clears throat> On that note... Make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Instagram at the Peaches Family, and Tiffany is on Instagram at TiffSwish underscore Flick. That was so That's fast. That was really fast. Also, like we said earlier in the episode, don't forget to go on Instagram, hit that little meatball, and meatball. add us to your favorites so you can see our posts. I try and post at least once a day. I'm always usually posting on my stories just about like regular stuff, but I try and have like some more like regular posts going. It's hard out there with these algorithms. Let me tell you, I don't even know what's what because like some days I feel like people find me on Instagram because I'll get like some followers and and some interactions and stuff. And other days I'm like, oh, no, nobody showed up in my feed today. (laughs) I know. Like, it's so weird out there. I know. And you know what? I'm not playing their game. They want you to make videos. I'm not making videos. I'm sorry that I don't have time to make videos. If I did, sure. But like, I'm actually just suggested a TikTok to them. But the other day, which I think is going to be hilarious, but we've got to do it soon because otherwise it's going to fall out of fun. Like fun <laughs> fall fashion. Out of fun. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, go and hit make us on your favorite so you can see our posts pop up. I usually have interactive ones going so you can get some good conversation going with other powderheads, meet some people. Yeah. Any hoosies. What did I do? Uh, currently, I am on spring break. And I had the goal of watching um, Fantastic Beasts and Crimes of Grindelwald. And I did that this week. So that was cool. I also have my family coming to stay this weekend. So I've been in like cleaning mode. So I've basically been like nesting mode all week. Your girl's tired and sore from all like the up down the stairs and the scrubbing and 
just general being pregnant and all of that but general being pregnant (laughs) um i am currently reading i'm doing that tag team with audible and kindle which is like my favorite way to read right now i am on empire of storms i'm on chapter 60 which means i have about a little over two hours left in that book and i'm gonna go right on into the next one Um, what is the one after that tower of dawn Tower of Dawn, I believe. Yeah. And Sasa asked me if I was going to go right in the next one. And I said, yes, I'm in it to win it because I had to tell you, I can't hit the search button on Instagram because there are spoilers for Throne of Glass everywhere, which I'm not blaming people for because the series has been out yeah. and been finished. So like... For, sorry, the baby just started going crazy. <laughs> so for like my own sake, I've like tried to stay off Instagram search. Um, so I don't spoil that for myself. And what else am I doing? I downloaded the new Mario Kart tracks. If you have um, Nintendo Online, you can get wave one of the new the new old Mario There's Kart tracks new that they've one. put that they've put out there single yeah. new one so i did that but i haven't been really gaming much like i said my family's coming so i've been in kind of like cleaning mode <clears throat> um what else have i been doing nothing really i went to the natural history museum today we became members up here in cleveland it's one of my favorite places to be i don't really care for the exhibit that's in there right now but they got a new they got a new skeleton. They got a Diplodocus and his name is Dippy. Dippy. So we, we hung out with Dippy today. So yeah, that's that's pretty much me. Um I I've been working a lot and I like I'm over it. <clears throat> but you know, you have to. <laughs> Work sucks, I know. She left me rosy by the stairs. Surprise, let me know she cares. Um, We've also been getting ready for Puppy. We have 10 days left until we get him. Um, Tomorrow's picture day, so I'm super excited to get his seven-week pictures. Seven! And I know. Um, Magical. And... I don't know. I... I'm reading Crown of Midnight. It's interesting. Like, I like Throne of Glass, but I feel like I'm like sometimes when I start listening to a book. There will usually hit a point where, like, I just can't stop listening. And I'm like not like that with these books yet. I'm like, I'm thinking I'll get there eventually, but I'm very much just like I'll listen to it while I'm driving to and from work. And then I don't feel motivated to listen more. Um, so I don't know. Crown of Midnight is which? It's only the second one. I can understand that. So we'll see. I feel like it's going to get better. I, and it's it not does. that I don't like it. 
It's just that like I'm not fully invested and I feel like I need to be listening to that and reading something else. Like I still need like my fluffy romance book while I'm listening to this because it's just like very different. So I did get the book A Brush with Love, which I think I'm going to start or I might start Weather Girl. I'm not sure one of those two. And I'm going to read the physical copy of that while I listen to Crown of Midnight. Um in the car so I'm gonna have a lot of I'm gonna have a lot of reading time next weekend while I'm cheering Katie on her races so I was kind of planning on bringing an audiobook with me to listen to while I'm waiting um Mm -hmm. for her to do her thing so Because there's so much waiting in the beginning. Like, you get there so early, and then you just have hours until the race starts. I kind of... That kind of drives me nuts. I know. Because I sort of like, go. I know. You know? So hopefully I'll be able to put a dent in uh, Crown of Midnight. Hopefully I'll be on the third one by then. It's my goal, so we'll see. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of where I'm at. We did play Mario Kart. That was super fun. Katie, you can talk about it if you want. Mario Kart? new tracks you do you yeah they're they're good yeah they are good it's fun and like there's so much more to look forward to i don't want to wait for all of them but i also kind of appreciate them staggering them so that i don't just blow through them i agree absolutely would (laughs) and it gives me time to like familiarize myself with these races which is cool i also like that they're doing like are any of them new some of the them last, are new. The ninja ones new. Some of them are new to me though because like I didn't play the Game Boy version or Yeah, same. Whatever. And like some and that's kind of cool to like whoa, whoa, rookie mistake. Um, I'm just kidding. I love you. <laughs> um, and it's fun like for tracks like Choco Mountain, you know. Oh my god, I was so bad at that I one on N64. Love Choco Mountain. <laughs> um it's just fun to like play it again in like better graphics and yeah yeah um let's see still, still not good at that one though no i'm Mm-mm. terrible at it nope um still reading crescent city i'm still training for my race i can't believe that's next week i can't believe that after i'm done with that i get a puppy life is mm. kind of crazy um i can't wait but yeah i'm excited i just want to meet him you know I just want to have puppy snuggles. I want to meet him and I want him to love me. I told Meg, I realized I've never like had a dog to love. I know. So like, I know, I know what it's like to have like a crazy cool bond with cats, but I've never experienced that with a dog. So I'm excited to open my heart to that and see what it's like. And I just want to say that, like, I tried to explain this to her years ago, and I was like, you just have to give it a chance. It's so cool. And she was like, "Mm, no. And then finally, we just got on the same page with it. And now she's excited. So I'm just glad that we got there eventually. And at the same time, really. Oh, I've been there, but it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, cats, cats need you, but they could also, like be like totally cool this is gonna be like dependent on you Mm -hmm. like um it's different and also i remember when i first got fozzy bear puppies sleep 
a lot. That's mm-hmm. what Mike was telling me. And I was like, really? And she's like, yes. Yeah. I got so like, it should have been like a flash forward to having Rose. But like, I would check if he was breathing. Like, that's how much he slept. I do yeah. that with he, the cats. And I do it with Mike. He would play so hard. <laughs> like, he would play so hard. And then he would just pass out. <laughs> yeah. And, and it would be like hours. And I'm like, is he okay (laughs) hello totally fine then he'd get up and terrorize you with the shredding of the puppy teeth and then he'd pass out again yeah i'm excited for it i'm i had to get there on my own and i'm here and i'm excited to meet him and like just experience something i've never experienced before i'm excited for you thanks quality food it's one thing to see somebody else in your family or like a friend have a puppy and go through it than like to be the one yeah it's just it's just different and I told Katie too that like I have never truly been fully responsible for a puppy before I mean like we got puppies when I was growing up but like it was never expected of me to be the sole carer because how on earth could a five-year-old care for a puppy? Like, that's not a thing. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I played with him and I would take him outside and I would give him his food sometimes. But like, I was never the one that was like, this dog is attached to me because I am its carer. So I'm excited for like that to be a thing. Yeah, it's going to be it's, and I mean this in the best way. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. You know? Fozzie follows me everywhere. I call him my little chocolate shadow. <laughs> I call Ted my ginger shadow. You're going to have a little butterscotch. Oh, shadow. butterscotch. Oh, my gosh. I literally can't wait. It's going to be good. I cannot wait to get a picture tomorrow. Like, I cannot wait. I told like I've grow so much. I've like already fallen in love with this dog, which has never happened to me before. Like I'll say, oh, the dog's cute, but like I've never like. I just want kiss his ears. I know. Kiss his snoot for me, like real quick. I will do. Like when you get like the the fuzzy part in between their little eyebrows, Mm -hmm. the the soft part. Granted, yours has a very small one, but like the little there's like fuzzies on the top of their noses, Mm -hmm. and then their face. (laughs) <laughs> yes can't stand it I... oh i said that today with the otters i said they're so cute and alana goes you can't stand it oh my <laughs> god I, I go yeah i guess i say that a lot <laughs> that's awesome i will end my um my own little plug section with a dad joke you ready yes did you hear the rumor about butter no i'm not gonna go spreading it Oh, oh my, my god. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. No problem, Bob. No problem, Bob. Um, this is for McCormick seasoning. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> we would love a sponsorship. Um, we appreciate you. Give us the seasonings with salt, though. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. all right that concludes this week's episode thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down (gasps) amazing just my voice i'm sorry my cat smells oh no wow you're also eating something i'm not eating anything i don't know what you're talking about she's lying poop well i'm done okay what are you eating no because i want to know what is that? 
chocolate. Mally's peanut butter egg. And it was delicious. <laughs> Except we're running really low and I need more. <laughs> On it. I don't want to see people saying stuff all the time. I just want to see real time life as it happens. My butt's asleep and it feels all tingly and I don't much care for it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.